Man, boy, I tell you what. Thank you, Brother Dory. Warmed up in here after that good singing. Amen, somebody. It is good to be in the house of God this morning. want to thank Brother Bobby for filling in for me this morning in Sunday school and uh, did a great job. And I can always put him on the spot and he bailed me out every time. So I appreciate it, Brother and uh, for standing in this morning. Well, folks, the end of the year is rapidly approaching. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November has come and gone. And some of us are still where we were back in January. Still talking about what we need to do. Still talking about what good intentions we have. But we haven't shipped out of gear yet. Folks, if not now, when? If not now, when? People are constantly leaving here every day. Leaving this earth. Leaving this life. The time side. If not now, when? God continues to bless us to wake up every day to give us another chance, to give us one more opportunity after another, chance after chance after chance. If not now, when? Because when you stand in judgment, good intentions won't carry any weight. The only thing that's going to matter in the day of judgment is were you obedient? Did you do what I told you to do? And none of us will be able to say we didn't have time to do it. Because God keeps allowing us the time. Every day he wakes us up. So think about it as this year winds down. If not now, when? When am I going to trust God to go on and step out and do what I've been praying about doing? What's the purpose of praying if you don't believe in God? What's the purpose in praying if you don't believe he's going to do what he says he's going to do? Why bother him if you don't believe he's going to honor what you ask? It's not like you've ever read anywhere or talked to anybody who has proven that God has lied about anything. He can't lie. But the question is, if not now, when are you going to make that move? When are you going to make that move to become more faithful? As you've been promising yourself and saying, I need to do more. You've heard it said. I need to do more. I need to do better. I need to be more faithful and supporting the church and working in the church. If not now, when? Time is winding down, folks. If not now, when? God continues to bless us with everything we need in order to do what's necessary for us to survive and to be done. If not now, when? Think about it. We've gone through 11 months out of this year and we've been talking about what we need to do. God has been available. Amen? Amen. God has been available. 
But we have not availed ourselves to say, Lord, send me, use me, help me. But time is winding down, folks. The Bible said, let us work while it's yet day. Because guess what's coming? Nighttime is coming. And no man will be able to work. You're going to lie with your hand folded and rest. Or you're going to be cremated however way your family choose to dispose of this shell right here. But the bottom line is it won't be able to serve anymore. And the soul lives on somewhere. But keep in mind, blessed are they that die in the Lord. And their work shall follow them. Well, if there are no works that you have done, you have nothing to follow you to justify you in that day of judgment. And if there are no works to follow you, to show that you've been obedient and serving to do what the Lord's will was while you lived here, there can be no home for you in heaven. Because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. We are supposed to be preparing to go to heaven every day. Every day. Surely I hope no one in here is planning on going to hell. I would hope your intentions are planning to go to heaven. But there are things that must be done in order to make it to heaven. And we have to be right by God. We have to do right by God. And if we're not right by God, God will not allow us into his heaven. Amen. Amen. This morning in our scripture reading, beginning in Acts chapter Beginning at verse 33, the Bible said, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Y'all listen to this. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses, they sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. We're talking about a loving church. We're talking about a, a supportive church. We're talking about a church that cared about one another and saw to the needs of each other. From what we just read right there, it wasn't about I work for this. You need to go work for yours. This is mine. No, the Bible said they brought back the money that they sold their property and possessions with. And they laid it at the apostles' feet that they would be entrusted to do the right thing with that money to see that everyone was taken care of and whatever needs they had, they were addressed. Amen. Amen. Verse 36 in Joseph, 
who by the apostles, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus. Having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Don't y'all get nervous. Nobody asking you to come lay nothing at my feet or the elders' feet. But you'll get the jits of this lesson as we continue on that there is no excuse. Verse number one in chapter five, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Hmm. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Here's a husband and wife. Husbands, it's great to love your wife. Wives, it's great to honor and love your husband. In what they do when it's right. Because if you lie together, you're going to die together. No love should ever go across the border to sin against God. No love for any man or woman should ever be so strong and blind that you would sin against God because you claim you love that person so much. Don't y'all get quiet on me this morning. This man brought this money. He went and sold his land. And rightfully so, it was his. But what he brought and set at the apostles' feet, he lied about what he sold it for. He didn't have to lie about it. If it was only in his heart to give X amount, he should have just said, this is all I want to give. But he lied. <clears throat> but the problem is, he thought he was just dealing with a man. Peter said, no, no. Why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? You may be looking at me, but you have lied to the Holy Ghost. Because what you have brought and presented here is not true to what you sold it for. And many of us, like Ananias, show up every Sunday. Hmm. And we lie. And we lie. Every time that collection plate comes around, we lie. 
We lie unto the Holy Ghost saying, well, I didn't make that much this week. But do you not know God know how much you make? Do you not know it is God who makes it possible for you to make what you make? But people lie. People lie in such a basic way and it has become so easy to do that many people don't even think about it anymore. They just throw something in or go on the cash app or in uh, the church app and just put in them out and go on. They're not truly thinking about is this a truthful amount that I am giving? Verse number five, and Ananias hearing these words fell down and gave up the ghost. Immediately, he dropped dead. You telling me God ain't merciful? How many of us should be dead today? For the lying that we have done in our past when it came to giving to the church and supporting the church. How many of us? But this, this probably should be an empty room. If the truth be told. But look at the mercy of God. Look at the grace of God. He continues to allow us to get it right. Get it right. Because folks, one day we're going to stand in the judgment and give an account to what we gave. What we gave. Is it worth going to hell over? Think about it for a moment. Is what you're holding back worth going to hell over? And in, in eternity, is it worth losing your soul over? If you in your right mind, the answer should be no. But brother, May, how am I going to make it? When was the last time you truly trust God? And I go back and say again, God has no reason to lie to you and God isn't going to start stumbling and falling because of your circumstances. If he said he will take care of your needs, if he said he will make a way for you, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things shall be added unto you. God isn't going to lie because of your circumstances. You keep sinning. You keep doing wrong. Why? Because you don't trust God. And if you don't trust God, you know what? You can't please God. It's impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. To please him. And Ananias hearing these words fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. I bet it did. And the young man arose. Wound him up and carried him out and buried him. 
You know what strikes me so ironic? Nobody ran and told the wife anything. And look what happened. And it was about the space of three hours after when his, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Didn't nobody go and say, child, your husband did. Here she come. Here's the, here's the love and the mercy and the grace of God. She arrived. The question was asked unto her, just like it was asked to a husband. Did you say I didn't laugh for this mountain mother? Here is what she could have come claim. This is where she could have come claim. Just because a husband lied don't mean she had to lie. And the same thing with many relationships today. Just because your husband want to do wrong, don't, call, don't allow your husband to cause you to sin against God. Amen. You're talking about, well, that's my husband. Well, you know what? Your God is bigger than your husband. Amen. And just like God struck Ananias down, he can do the same for your husband. I'm, I'm not praying and hoping that on anybody, but we're talking about God you, you're messing with. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold a land for so much. And she said, yay, for so much. <laughs> then Peter said unto her. How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell, then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost and the young man came in. And found her dead. And carrying her forth. Buried her. By her husband. Folks there's no purpose. There's no need. And lying. Because God knows all. And see it. It. <laughs> It ain't all about just money. God know how much time you have. Amen. He know what you do with your time. When so often we talk about, I don't have time for this when it comes to the church. I don't have time for this when it comes to attending worship or Bible study or whatever. But you got time for what you want to do. Have not God given us all 24 hours in a day? Amen. There's going to be an audit at the end of our lives. And folks, if it don't balance, if it don't add up right, you know what? You can't get up right. Mm -hmm. 
Am I using the time that God keeps waking me up every day, allowing me to live? Am I using it for his glory? And the majority of it, am I giving him what is due to him? We said we work hard, we work long, we're tired and everything. How is that going to get you to heaven? Huh? You ever thought about that? You're going to stand, you're going to stand in the judgment and say, well, I just work long and hard hours. What does that have to do with God? Folks, in Matthew 7, 21 and following, when Jesus said, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, not, not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But many will say unto me that day, did we not prophesy in that name, do many wonderful works and all these things? That's not going to be good enough. He said, I will profess unto them, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. What are you going to say? Well, I was tired. But you weren't too tired to go to that social activity. You weren't too tired to go to that game. You weren't too tired to do all these other things. But every time it came about the church needing some support and help to do something, it's always some excuse. Amen. We're going to close the year out on the right note and we're going to go into it on the right note. Amen. We're just looking to see who is on the Lord's side. We're not looking for people with excuses. Everybody got excuses. They don't sell a dime a dozen. But your time is important. And it should be important to you. And it should be important enough to give God some time. We keep saying, I'm going to do better. When? When? When is it going to kick in? I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. Everybody in a rush. We, 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 we got time to shop. We got time to travel. We got time to entertain company. We got time to do all this other stuff. Where is the time for God? Where is the time to spread the gospel? Where is the time to do what God put you here on this earth to do? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Do what? Fear God and do what? Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Nothing should supersede that. But you're going to stand before God and say what? I was busy. I was busy. I was tired. Well, other folks, but your salvation shouldn't be based on others. Amen. God don't bless you according to others. God bless you abundantly, believe it or not. He blesses all of us beyond what we deserve. Amen. Amen. So when you look at this 
situation right here. The early church practiced true love. Nobody was in need of anything. And I'll say this, but I think we do a fairly, a very good job here at Locust Grove. If someone is in need and they, they make it known through someone or somehow, I, I believe we have addressed it. I believe we really have a true love in helping people and doing the right thing. Amen. That's for physical needs. But there's also a need people have spiritually. And folks, that's where we got to step it up. We're, we, we get sidetracked because we say people act like they don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it when I try. Of course, you've been told in the word of God people are going to reject. They rejected Jesus when he came. Surely you should understand there are people the same way today who's going to reject you. But get your feelings off your sleeve. And just do what the Lord commands you to do. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. That's what we're commanded to do. Sow the seed. You know, we, we, we had some postcards printed up and everything. Some, some of you have used some of them, but I guarantee you there's a great number sitting right in here now who haven't picked up one and have a mail or postcard to anybody. You say, well, I, I, I'm not good at talking to people. Can't you put a postcard stamp on there and mail it to somebody and say, I'm inviting you to church? But we could come up with whatever excuses we want to. Amen. Just like God knew the heart of Ananias. He knew the heart of his wife. He know our heart. And he understand and know whether or not evangelism truly means anything to us. And we should have a concern about where a person's soul is going to spend eternity. Do you believe hell is real? I, I'm serious about this question. Do you believe hell is real? Amen. Do you believe hell is real? Yes. How can a person avoid going to hell? We can help them. That's one way. We can help them. By inviting them. By teaching them. By living an example before them, we can help them. But do you care? Do you care? That's right. Do you care? Or do we, we just wait until somebody dies and then we want to express all of these emotions and shed all these tears and everything? Folks, it's too late. There, there are no tears you can cry, no song you can sing, nothing you can do at a person's funeral that's going to change the condition in which they die. But you can help somebody while they live. Do you care? 
See, that's the question we need to ask. Do we care? You say you believe hell is real. If I'm not willing to do the Lord's will and his work while I'm here, if I'm not willing to reach out to those that are lost and share this gospel, how else are they going to know how to avoid hell? How else are they going to know? So some people blood is going to be on you. It's not a matter whether they receive it or reject it. The job is for us to sow the seed. God know the hearts of people. And if their hearts are right, you know what? God can arrange it. If a, if a person want to know more, God can arrange it for them to know more. Philip in the unit. The unit traveling through the desert. God sent Philip to join him in the desert. Right? Whoever thought, hey, somebody just pop up in the middle of the desert and start teaching Jesus. But God knew that man's heart. And that man allowed Philip to come unto him and teach. And guess what? He obeyed. We need to stop playing God and picking and choosing who we think will listen, who we think want to be saved. Stop playing God and just sow the seeds. Somebody sowed the seeds to us. Amen. Who, who are we to put ourselves on a pedestal and pick and choose who should hear the gospel and who shouldn't? We have all types of literature, cards you could pass out to people and do things. Folks, I'm not saying go out there and argue with people. You can just hand people stuff and keep on going. Their phone numbers and websites and emails on this stuff, if they're really interested, they can call. If they're not, they don't have to. But they can't say nobody ever reached out to them. But the question is, what are you doing with the time God has given you? What are you doing with it? We know many are still in every Sunday. We've come to that conclusion. We post that in the bulletin every week to let you know people still in every Sunday. Now, if, if that shoe fits you, guess what? Change your ways. Don't get offended because I stand here and call you a thief. I'll call you what you are. Amen. If you don't give right, if you're not honoring God the way the scriptures say you should. It's just like people trying to consider themselves members of the church of Christ, but don't want to come in through the door. John 10, the Bible said, a saint is a thief and a rock. And ain't no thief going to heaven. I don't care how loud you sing. I don't care how nice you dress. I don't care how pretty you look or how handsome you might look. 
You're stealing from God. You can't go to heaven. What are you doing with your time? Because here's the thing. While, while you squandle or squaddle over time, time is running out. We don't have as much time left as you might think we have. Some of us have big plans for next Sunday. You know, you, you probably have invited people over for Christmas and you plan on doing these activities all that, you might not be here. You might not be here. Ain't nobody gave you no guarantee you're going to see next Sunday. Some of you got plans for the new year. I plan on doing it. Nobody has guaranteed you to be here New Year's. So wouldn't it just make sense to make good of the time that you have right now? Right now. Because guess what, folks? Right now is all we have. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Do we still practice that? Huh? Or do we practice, I worked and got mine, you get your own. Hmm? Do we believe it is more blessed to give than to receive? We should. If you don't, you're cutting off your own blessings. Because if you don't believe the word of God, you know what? Word of God won't have no effect for you. We need to get our priorities back on track. You know, we, we can have all types of programs, that, or you call them programs or ministries. You can have all that stuff you want to. But what it really boils down to, our number one concern should be about people's souls. Amen. And that great commission has always said and will always say, go ye. Go. 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 God know people. Some folks say, I, 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 don't, I don't do the church thing. Well, see, that's why he told us to go to them. Mm-hmm. Go. They, they won't have an excuse. Go. Go. Are we going? Are we going? We, we said, well, I, I invite people. You know what? That, that's fine that you invite. But the, but the commission is Go. And while we're out there going, we're supposed to be teaching. They don't have to come here to be taught. We take it to them. Is that what we're doing? Time is winding down, folks. Time is winding down. I don't know who. I don't know when. But you know what? We'll be scheduling another service for somebody pretty soon. Because all of us are going to leave here. 
And knowing that, hey, I'm going to have to leave here one day. And it may be sooner than what I think. It just makes sense to be about the father's business. Don't be a liar like Ananias and Sapphira. Holding back. Holding back. Why not try God and see if his words are true? Stop basing what you give on what you're seeing others do. What God does for you is independent of everybody else. You shouldn't even be comparing what somebody else have and comparing your relationship and what God does for you. What God chooses to do for you is between you and God. If not now, when? When? Or before you know it, guess what? It'll be January, February, March, April, May, June, July again. And you know what? We'll still be talking the same thing. I plan on doing this. I was going to do this. Faith without works is dead. And the only way you can please God, you have to act upon what is written by believing it and acting upon it and allowing God to show you, hey, he don't have a reason to lie to you. That's faith. And the Bible says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you stand to be blessed by seeking him and trusting in him and believing in him. Well, if I don't, you stand to miss a blessing. And it's all your fault. That's my lesson for you today. You can't go to heaven lying. And whatever you have, God knows what you have. You can't deceive God. I don't care how little you may have or how much you may have. God knows what you have. And he knows what you're doing with your time. Because he is time. What are you going to do about it? One more Sunday left in this year. Wow, isn't that amazing? Following this service, we're going to have a great dinner that's been prepared for us to come together and fellowship with one another. You know, some of us say, I ain't got time. I got to run and go do this. Got to run. You, you know, we always got time for work, for the work. And then you wonder why you don't feel comfortable talking to other Christians. Well, it takes time to develop relationships. Amen. Man, it used to be a time people set aside Sunday to do stuff like that. But nevertheless, it's your choice. Following the dinner, if you would like to go, we're going to the nursing home to see Sister Leslie. 
We're going to do some singing while we're over there. And you know what? You're welcome to come. We're going to take more fans if we need to take more fans. You're welcome to drive your own car. But folks, you know what? We got to get back on track to do what's truly important. Amen. All this other stuff won't matter. Did you do what I told you to do? That's what you're going to have to answer in the judgment. He ain't going to ask you, did you do what you wanted to do? Did you do what I told you to do? Because I granted you the time to do the things that I told you to do. And if you're not adhering to, the, to do the things that I told you to do, that means you're disobedient to what I had you there to do. But it's still free will. Do it any way you want to. But remember, God has the last word. He can say, well done. Enter in. Or he can say, depart from me. I never knew. What's our song today? Yield not to temptation is our invitation song. 111. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to the Lord to become a Christian, to be his child spiritually, according to the biblical text, you need to do it because your time is running out. You leave this life having not been baptized for the remission of your sin. You know what? Ain't no need in nobody mentioning heaven with your name. You cannot go to heaven outside of being baptized for the remission of your sin. I don't care what people get up and lie and say at your funeral. That's exactly what they're saying. A lie. You shouldn't even associate heaven with a person named who was not baptized for the remission of their sin. That's Bible, folks. That's not me up here being mean-spirited. I'm simply, I'm just simply paraphrasing what Jesus said in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You, you will be damned if you die outside of Christ, not having put him on in baptism. I'm not being mean. This is what we need to go and take to the world. This is what we need to share with people. This is why they need Jesus. Amen. They need a savior. They're blinded. Just as you were at one time. Just as I was at one time. This is why it's so critical for us to be urgent about going out into the world. Sharing this gospel. Because there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. And Satan got so many fool with that. Thinking that I don't need Jesus. Well, if you don't need Jesus, 
How are you going to make it? Because he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't go unto the Father except by him. So you can't ignore Jesus and talk about God. If you're not going to accept Jesus, you shouldn't even mention God in your mouth. Because you cannot go unto him. You've got to go through Jesus. Hear the gospel. How, ble- how Jesus came, humbled himself, came down, took upon him the form of a man in the flesh as a servant. Humbled himself even unto the death of the cross. Believe that. Believe that how he went through this life, 33 years, doing his father's will. Taken upon the sin of men because he had no sin of of his own. Believe it. Repent of your sins. I thought what I was believing. I thought what I was doing. I thought the way I was going was right. But now I know better. Now I know Jesus is the way. That's what repentance is. Change of direction. Change of heart. Confess Christ to be the son of the living God. Do you believe that? Just acknowledge. Yes, I do. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. Be baptized today for the remission of your sin. Given a clean slate where you can start over. Ain't too many things in life you can start over with a clean slate. But in Christ you can People might not want to let you forget some stuff you did, but as far as it goes in heaven, your slate is clean. The scripture said, old things are passed away and all things become new. God ain't like us. Want to remember and hold on to stuff. When God forgives, he forgets. And we'll never bring it up to you again. That's the God we serve. Live faithful unto death. That's the call. And don't tell me it can't be done. Because God sent an example for us to follow. His name is Jesus. Because we can do all things through him. That what? That strengthens us. It can be done. Nobody said it would be easy, but it can be done. You make up your mind. If not now, when? You're going to keep putting off? That man said, I'm going to get saved at 11. And he died at 1045. Hmm. Can you imagine in the judgment? But Lord, I was going to. But let me tell you, what you intend to do don't mean nothing to God. You got to do it. 111 is our song. For us who stand in need of repentance to be restored back into the proper fellowship, you need to do what you need to do. If not now, when? Because as long as you ain't sin, you're separated from God. And you, you ain't had no bad experiences yet. Why don't you just get it right? 
and walk out of these doors today a better person than you were when you arrived. Let us together stand and let us sing. Yeah.